Together as a church, we are connecting people to Jesus and each other. You know, that's our unchanging mission as a church. The world around us changes, but our mission doesn't. We exist to connect people to Jesus and to others. And I'm just so grateful that in this season where so much has changed, our mission hasn't, and God is actually using us to connect people to him like never before. In fact, check out three of these messages from last week's service. Jenny writes, one year ago, I joined this church for the first time on Mother's Day. It was so impactful. And this year, Jenny says, now her whole family's watching together from Indiana, from Texas, from Puerto Rico, and even from Mexico. I just love how God's using us to bring families together and to connect people to him. Look at this message from last week from someone who chose their screen name as I'm trying. I love your screen name. I'm trying. We're all trying. Life is hard right now, but we're all trying. And uh, fifth Sunday watching, hopefully you're sixth now from Crawfordsville. We're just thrilled to have you with us. Look at this message from Andy. These ones make my day. We're getting these every weekend, by the way. Andy said, I haven't been to church for almost 25 years, but one of you invited Andy. Way to go. Keep inviting you guys. And Andy, you're welcome with us every weekend. Uh, we are a church for people who've never been to church before or people who haven't been in a long time. We're just thrilled to have you with us. Well, our mission of connecting people to Jesus and each other, we've had to get a little creative with it during COVID. And you know what we've realized? When life is difficult, when life doesn't go as planned, it actually creates an opportunity to trust God and an opportunity for creativity. I saw a viral video this last week of someone who got a little bit creative to show love by visiting his mom on Mother's Day. And even though he couldn't give her a normal hug, check out what he does. Got you some wallpaper and flyers from Mother's Day. Wallpaper and flyers. <laughs> yep. We'll leave them right here. All right, there's those uh, flower pots. Okay. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna put this. You got you something else. Uh, well, you said you after you did. Oh, look there. Mother's Day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you said you was missing people more than just can't wait to get hugged. So I got this. I just love it that even though the virus means he can't go give his mom a normal hug, he gets creative. I don't know if that's a painting tarp or what that is, but he's like, I'm gonna put this giant plastic sheet over me so I can give my mom a hug and her tears. And you know what? For those of you who are used to coming into our church building, online church for you is a little bit like a hug through a plastic bag, isn't it? But hey, it's a lot better than nothing. And hey, let me just give you a, a plastic bag hug and let me encourage 
encourage you. Not only is God using online church to encourage those of us who were used to coming to this building, but he's reaching people all around the world. And here's the thing. This isn't happening by accident. This is happening because Thousands of you have made intentional choices to say, I'm going to financially invest into the work of God. In fact, let me show you. These are some of our commitment jars. Uh, This time last year, we cast a vision to create an online church presence, a digital ministry. And more than a thousand families from our church made commitments and put these Uh, magnetic jars up on a, a wall that we have in our lobby. And here's families who said, we believe God will use digital to reach people. This was long before COVID. And those jars were followed up by financial resources, which we were able to translate into actual hardware like this, video switchers and and uh, all sorts of hardware and actually employees as well, staff that enables our digital ministry. And so what we're experiencing, even if you feel like it's a plastic bag hug, hey, it's a hug, that if this had happened two years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do. We wouldn't be reaching people if it wasn't for those of you who are being faithful and committed. Now, here's the question that we're all wrestling with. You're probably wondering it for the church as well as for yourself. What's next? And really, when we ask what's next in a time where we all know factually, we don't know for sure. We don't know how long the virus is going to be around. We don't know the future of the economy. Really, what we're looking for is peace, isn't it? We're looking for peace and confidence. How can you be at peace when you don't know what's next? And can I just acknowledge, this is so hard. When the future's uncertain, you know, I remember when Mel and I, after we had had a couple miscarriages and every time we'd look at a pregnancy test and we'd be waiting for that thing and the future was uncertain. Some of you own businesses and the future is uncertain. Some of you, your marriage, now that you're compressed into one house and you can't leave for work, you're realizing, well, maybe my marriage isn't as certain as I thought. How can you have peace when you don't know what's next with your job or with your health or in the entire world? Well, as we do here every weekend, we're gonna answer this question, not from opinion, but from the word of God. And we're gonna look at a true story. It starts in Joshua chapter three. And let me read you this very symbolic sentence, and then I'll explain what's going on. It says, since you've never been this way before, This was the people of God known as the Israelites. And just like us, we're a people of the same God. We're a movement digitally connected right now and connected in relationship. We're following God. And God says to his people, you've never traveled through the kind of terrain that I'm about to take you through. So you can't trust in your past experience. You can't trust in your common sense. You can't trust in yourself. You're just gonna have to fully depend on me. And isn't that where we are right now? God's saying, I've got something great for you in the future because you know what was ahead for the people of God was something called the promised land. Uh, These people, their parents had been slaves in Egypt. They've lived as wanderers and travelers in the desert. They've never had a structural house or a home. They've kind of been vagrants their entire life. God has a land that's quote, flowing with milk and honey. There's all sorts of livestock and and all sorts of food and they're gonna be able to build homes and build cities. But to get there, 
They're gonna have to go through a way they've never been through before. And right now, every single one of us, aren't we going through a way we've never been through before? And God, in this time, wants you and me to experience that he's faithful. You know, it's when we go through something we've never been through before that we experience the faithfulness of God. When everything's fine and the future seems certain, we can say we believe in God, but it's when the future's uncertain, when things don't seem fine, that we have the greatest opportunity to experience God's presence and really to see his power. You see, it's because the people are gonna go through something they've never been through before that they're gonna experience God in a way they've never experienced him before. Now, here in Joshua 3, the people are right up against this geographic boundary that is separating them from their promised future. And this boundary was called the Jordan River. The river was at high tide if it was the ocean. It's a river and it's called harvest season. The the river is overflowing its banks. And the people, they've got families with kids and livestock. This is about a million people and they can't cross this river. And God says, you haven't done something like this before. You've never crossed a river like this as a whole nation. And here's the thing, on the other side of this river, the people know that there are giants. They had sent scouts ahead and they knew there's these giants with fortified cities and we don't have great weapons. We don't know what we would do. And God's telling them, you've got to trust me to cross the river. And then once you get across, you've got to trust that I'm going to fight for you and I'm going to provide for you. You know, gotta tell you, as your brother, as a lead pastor, when I look back over the last two months and I realize that, man, if COVID-19 had happened 10 years ago or even two years ago, we wouldn't have been able to cross that river. But because of our online ministry, it might be a little uncomfortable. Maybe our feet have gotten wet, but we've been able to cross the river and we've been able to bring every family with us. I got to sit down this last week with two of our elders And we spent some time just reflecting on God's faithfulness as he brought us across the Jordan River. Go ahead and have a listen of our conversation. Well, hey, church, I want to welcome you to a really special part of our facility. And first, let me introduce the chairman of our board, Greg Hauswald, Harvey Klein, one of our elders who have helped guide this church through transition and now through two and a half years of really seeing God do miracles. And uh, we're sitting in front of a wall of magnetic jars. Each one represents a family that made a commitment one year ago in our Greater Things vision. They made a commitment to financially prioritize the work of God, to give to the work of God first, And that vision includes continuing all the ministries of our church, the missionaries we support around the world, the facility that we have here, raising our next generation. And it also included what seemed like an outrageous vision a year ago to create a digital ministry, an online campus, an opportunity for people who can't come into our building to connect with God. And uh, Greg and Harvey and I, we're just sitting here reflecting on God's providence, how good God is, that he gave us a vision as elders to uh, really prepare the way for digital ministry. We didn't know the future. 
that because of COVID, we would have to, for more than two months, do all of church online. We didn't know that a year ago. Uh, but now we look back and we just see God's faithfulness in incredible ways. So thank you to all of you who've made this happen. And we just want to reflect on God's faithfulness for a little bit. You know, Greg, I love it that you were here as an elder in the late 1990s when this church didn't have this big mega building that we have now. And the church was meeting downtown on three acres. And God gave the lead pastor at that time, Steve Reeves, really a bold vision to buy you know, a giant cornfield and build a $30 million building. And tell us a little bit about the uncertainty in that season and the bold faith that it took for the church to take that step. Well, it, it took, um, the process actually started, I think, in the early 90s as discussion was beginning to take place about property and a move at some point in the future. And that evolved over time. And we actually acquired some property and then traded it for another piece of property and eventually ended up with the 90 acres that we purchased here. And for the church at the time, that decision and that move to come to this property, or at least make this property the uh, space for the new building, was a big deal. I mean, it was a big financial commitment. It was a big, it was just a big transition. And so we made that transition and then God faithfully allowed us to raise the funds to build the building um, in another campaign. And as you know, we opened this building just shortly after 911. And it's interesting now in 2020 to reflect back then to just see how God has been faithful to this congregation and to the work that he had here for this church to do in Brownsburg and um, how he has provided in almost every area to make, to make this church become just more of what he wanted it to be in the beginning. Yeah, um, when you first um, sort of unveiled that digital vision, um, to be honest, I was, it was a little unexpected for me because I, I think you're absolutely right with churches of our size and the growth trajectory that we have and that we have had, um, the next logical step is usually going multi-site in some way or, or even planting other churches. And so I think in my own mind, that was sort of the expectation for what I thought we'd do next in our vision. But as you sort of unveiled the digital vision, and it did not um, eliminate doing something like that in the future, but the digital vision was to me when I first heard it, um, completely logical. As you laid it out, as you explained it, and as we discussed it, um, it made a lot of sense to me. And, um, and it still makes a lot of sense. And, I, and as we talked about it, and certainly as the church started to um, sort of unfold that and get it going, um, we could have never expected what, uh, what was to come and where we are right now. And, you know, if we hadn't got things going like we have, um, we would have really been in a, a, a bad situation with COVID-19 and how things have un, uh, uh, sort of been happened, I guess. Um, so um, when I think about that, I'm, just so much thankfulness kind of wells up into me. It's just it's amazing to see how God has blessed us, how he put that vision in you and then how the church um, rallied around that, started to move that forward. And then God, then it 
then got, this happened and it became real clear to me that this is why this is why he did what he was doing and this it doesn't mean that this is the only reason that he he did that i'm sure there are other reasons down the road for for why um he started us down this road and and i'm excited to see um you know what he has planned but just sitting here right now in this moment in time it it really gives me goosebumps to think about the fact that he said do this we were faithful and he said, you're in an excellent position for what is happening and what's going to happen. And so, um, it, yeah, it's just been amazing to, to see that and to think about that. You know, I'm praying for those of you watching in your homes and wherever else you are, that you're able to feel some of those goosebumps that Harvey was describing. And I know for all of us who one year ago, we were praying about this vision. We were saying, what financial sacrifices do I need to make to be part of this? And now we're seeing God reach people. Uh, it's wild. And you know what we see when we look all the way back to God parting the Red Sea, to where we are today, to the history of this church, which this church survived through the Civil War, through World War I, through the Great Depression, through World War II. We see that the people are always temporary on earth. We won't be here forever, but God is eternal. He's the true hero of the story. And where your future is uncertain, what I can tell you this is that God is certainly there and God is certainly good. Now, the question for you is, will you experience his goodness? Will you get to be part of him doing a miracle? And the answer to that question is up to you in your free will. You see, if you say, well, I, I don't really have faith, I don't wanna step out boldly and join God in anything, then guess what? You'll hear stories of miracles, but you won't be in the middle of them. It's when you step out and you say, God, I'll have a bold faith and I'll follow you, you get your feet wet, that's when you actually experience the miracles from the unchanging God who is certain, even when our future's uncertain. Listen to this in Joshua chapter four. It says, the Lord your God dried up the Jordan River right before your eyes. A generation got to experience this. They had grown up hearing about how God parted the Red Sea for their parents. It says, until you were all across, every family of our church has crossed with us into this digital reality. And then it says, just as he did at the Red Sea. Now, someday we'll meet in this building again, and I can't wait for that day, but God has provided for this season, just like in the generation before us, God provided this facility. You know, the first time I read this, I thought of Steve Reeves, the lead pastor who was here before me, a true Moses man of God leader. And I thought, you know what, God, I'm no perfect leader, but Steve Reeves was a lot like Moses leading your people across the Red Sea. And, uh, you know, the Jordan River is a little bit smaller of a thing than the Red Sea. But God, you provided for us in this COVID reality to stay connected as a church. And no matter what happens in the next two years, if buildings reopen and they have to reclose or whatever happens, our online presence will be consistent because we followed you in that way. Look at the point. Why does God do these miracles? Verse 24, he does these things so that all the nations of the earth will know that the Lord's hand is powerful. God brought you into this message today to assure you his hand is powerful. Whatever you're afraid of in the future, whatever shame you might be feeling right now, 
Whatever's uncertain in your life, God's hand is powerful. And through Jesus' work on the cross, he loves you and his hand is not against you if you've placed your faith in Jesus. His hand is for you. He desires for you to experience his power, his peace, his presence, for you to get your feet wet in the middle of miracles, but it does require a bold faith that says, God, I will follow you into uncharted territory. I'll go through a way I've never been through before. And even though the future's uncertain, I'm going to keep my faith in a God who is certain. You know, so many families and individuals in our church model this every single day. We're a movement of thousands of people who every day we're choosing to serve Jesus and none of us do it perfectly. But I'm just so proud of so many of you that together we do it consistently. And when we fall down, we get back up. And I got to catch up this last week with a family in our church, Bo and Stephanie. And Bo and Stephanie have a few kiddos as well. And what I loved about my conversation with them, I'm just going to show you this one part, because they were really honest with me. And and they said, you know, John, when you explained the vision for digital ministry a year ago, we really didn't get it. But they gave anyway out of loyalty and because they believed in God. And I just want you to hear it from their own mouths, exactly how they're experiencing God now. Let's go ahead and take a look. And I will say, you know, with the greater visions thing, uh, you know, when we were wrestling with it, there was a point where you know, we, were, we were really struggling. And both of us, we kind of look at each other and decided, you know what, this is our church. It's our church home. We've been here 12 years. We have to trust God. We have to know that God is leading the leadership of our church to do the right things, even though we don't understand. And uh, we stayed committed. And, and now that we did, we're looking at this and this, the digital vision of our church has become our lifeline for our family during this time. It really is. And the platform that you are giving us and what you are doing, it has truly been amazing. And um, we are so grateful for the work that's being done at Connection Point. Hey, to God be the glory. Bo and Stephanie are experiencing Joshua 4, verse 24, the mighty hand of the Lord. They're seeing God provide in the business they own for Stephanie as she works on the front lines with the National Guard. And they're in the middle of a miracle where a year ago they said, God, we don't really get this, but we're gonna be faithful. If the whole movement of your people's marching and it's biblical in its vision, we're gonna be part of it, even if it's by faith, not by sight. And it's because of that, that they now are experiencing the power of God. And here's what I can tell you from the word of God today. When the future is uncertain, when the future is uncertain, choose a bold faith in the God who is certain. I think the bold faith is the key here, right? All of us have a future that's uncertain, All of us would probably say, yeah, God's certain. I agree. We would check that box. It's a bold faith that proves if you really believe that. It's a bold faith. And I don't know where that applies. I would uh, invite the spirit of God to speak to you. That might be in your marriage that a bold faith means, you know what? We're finally going to start seeing a marriage counselor, or we're finally going to get into a small group with some other couples in the church. It might be a bold faith where you've been praying and you know something God's asking you to do. Take a bold step of faith. That's when you experience God's peace and his power, even when the future is uncertain. I'm so proud of you, church, that a year ago, 
we stepped out in a bold faith with this vision. And as a result, it has held our church family together at a time where the enemy would have loved to scatter us. Not only that, but it has reached people all around the world. And I wanna introduce you to one of them. I wanna introduce you to Haley, who lives in Los Angeles. And she found our church online less than a year ago. And I want you to hear how God is using it to change her life one day at a time. Let's take a listen. Hey, Haley, it's so good to meet you. Oh my gosh, I feel like I know you, or more so you know me. (laughs) Well, I am just so thrilled hearing your story and how God's at work in your life. Oh my gosh, thanks to Connection Point, he's really been working on me and my life and everything. So this is, I so, thank you so much for doing this I and inviting me. I am so honored and blessed and you guys have made such an impact in my life all the way in Los Angeles. Wow. What a privilege that God, <laughs> that God, you know, chose to use uh, Connection Point. And uh, like you said, you're his daughter. And this is just amazing to hear how he's working in your life. And, um, you know, we're going to be updating the, the people in the congregation here who've invested in the vision, uh, which allows us to capture the messages and get them online. Um, is there anything you'd want to say to the people who, who made those messages, will make them available uh, to you and others around the country? Oh my gosh, I'm, I, 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 I told myself I would not cry. I put makeup on, <laughs> but um, it, oh man, it, it just, I think, I think it really saved me from going to a very, very dark place. Um, I listened to many, uh, there was a point where I was listening to eight different pastors, eight different churches across the country. Um, And those all kind of highlighted what I needed to work on and Mm -hmm. and who I was and I needed to grow. But, But none of them, like Connection Point, like you gave me the support and the encouragement. And you know, I, I just, I really needed that. Wow. I really needed someone to just kind of tell me, it's okay, you're okay, yeah. you can yeah. do this. Like, you are so loved. You reminded yes. me of how loved I was. Um, and those messages, seriously, they they kept me from going to a very dark wow. space that I haven't visited since before I was a Christian. Um, as someone who, who did try to take her own life when I was 19. I, I know the deepest depths mm-hmm. of darkness and this kept me from revisiting from where I've, I've rebuilt wow. from. So, you know, and, and, and that's why I had to reach out to yeah. you. I had to be like, Hey, I'm going to sound like a total nut job and I'm going to just like <laughs> be a total fangirl right now, but I have to let you know what you guys have done wow. for me, like from all the way from Indiana. Yeah. Um, just those, just on the podcast app, yeah. all because I typed in shame, you know, shame and regrets Christian podcast. Yes, yes. So there's a, you know, <laughs> um, and I've been hooked ever since. And I truly feel like you guys lifted me mm. up without even knowing it. And I'm so tremendously thankful. Wow. I really am. You know, Haley is one of thousands of people who God is reaching because of you. 
Uh, we had many other interviews. I couldn't fit them all in. Cecily in Florida, so many others around the country, some who hadn't been to church in years, some who were struggling with addiction, uh, others like Haley who just searched on the internet, uh, regrets in Christian church. And not only did one or two messages touch these folks, but they started listening consistently. In Haley's case, she bought a Bible and then she started reading a psalm and proverb every day. And she's experiencing God like never before. So she's never been to our building. She's never been to this part of Indiana, but she is part of our church and thinks of herself as part of our church. And we are ministering to her every day. I'm just so proud of you. You know, this weekend, a year ago, we put up a map in the lobby and we gave you some symbol, greater things symbol stickers. And we said, would you put a sticker on the part of the country where you have a loved one, the part of the country where you want to see someone come to Christ? And I want to show you those stickers. And now I want to show you where our viewers have been just since COVID. So these yellow dots are our viewers, not even for the last year. There'd be a lot more if we did for the last year. But just in the two months since COVID, every one of these yellow dots represents a regular viewer who's experiencing God. And I just love how much these dots line up with the stickers. Where you guys are praying, God is working. And look at that, a bunch of stickers and dots right there where Haley lives in Los Angeles. We can celebrate this weekend. I hope no matter what's going on in the rest of your life that you can just celebrate God's at work in the world and he's at work in the church family that you call home. You know, after the Israelites crossed the Jordan River, they created a monument. Uh, we have a monument here. It's that wall that the elders and I were in front of when we did our interview. And I want to show you a picture of one of these magnetic jars. If you made a commitment last year, we've got your jar on the wall here. If you weren't able to make a commitment last year, maybe you weren't part of our movement or you didn't understand what it was about, you can make a commitment and join in with us today. And here's what we're going to do as a monument monument. For all of you who committed last year, we're going to send you another jar. We'll keep the one here on the wall with your name on it, but we're going to send you another one that you can put on your refrigerator or you can put it somewhere meaningful in your home so that as we continue in this vision, you'll have a visual reminder. And those of you who join in with us and you say, I want to be part of this, we'll write your name on a jar that we put on our commitment wall, and then we'll also send you one so that you have a monument as well. You know, it's so interesting. After God's people, he takes them through the Red Sea miraculously. And then he takes them to the Jordan River. And again, I would say our Red Sea moment was when Steve Reeves led this church to build this building. Our Jordan River moment, I believe our feet are still wet. We just crossed it with digital and we'll be back in the building again one day, but we're going to keep doing digital. Guess what happened next? The walls of Jericho. Jericho is this huge fortified city. God's people could never overcome it on their own. And he tells them something that sounds almost bizarre. He says, march around it six times. And on the seventh day, march around it seven times. And then shout really loud and the walls will just collapse. That sounds like the most bizarre thing, right? And when God calls you to a bold step of faith, it might not make sense. It might sound bizarre. But listen to this in Hebrews 11, verse 30. It was by faith that the people of Israel, 
not just Joshua, not just the leaders, but the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days. Now, if you've studied the scriptures much, you know that seven is a symbolic number in the Bible. It's the number of completion. And so the point of this is they marched that vision to completion. They obeyed God in the bold step of faith to completion. And then they shouted when it made no sense, and the walls came crashing down. I got to talk a little bit with Greg and Harvey about this idea of us continuing to march together, believing that the same God who took us through the Red Sea and the Jordan River, he now has walls that he wants to tumble down, and it's going to happen if we all march together by faith to completion. Let's listen to the conversation. You know, this, that story, talking about the Israelites walking around Jericho, put yourself in their shoes. And Joshua says, well, we're going to march around this wall or these walls seven times, and then we're going to shout and we're going to blow trumpets and God's going to take care of it. We're kind of there, you know, we don't exactly know what this is going to look like and how it's all going to come to fruition, but they were faithful. And I think it challenges us then to be faithful to God and trust him in the results. Yeah, I really like connecting what we're going through to that story. And as you talk about the walls of Jericho, I think about all the different walls of Jericho that really exist in all this. You know, as we're going forward in digital, the way it looks now versus the way it's going to look in a way could be thought of as a, a wall of Jericho. Um, certainly talking about the strongholds of evil in people's lives, those can be considered walls of Jericho. And then the part that we have, which is being obedient to God, being faithful to what he calls us to do, even if it doesn't make sense to us. And I think a lot of times that's where I know in my own life where I kind of get hung up is when I'm called to do something that doesn't necessarily make sense to me but I know I have to be faithful to that. And when thinking about the story of, of Jericho and how the Israelites were faithful to that and they were obedient and they marched around to completion, the result. And so um, for us, we have that same promise of result if we faithfully obey, even when it doesn't make sense. You know, the people of God, like Harvey said, they had to march in unity to completion. And that's what this next year is about for us. We can't predict everything that will happen with COVID or anything else, but we can predict that our God is certain and he will be faithful. And here's what's next for us. We will practice bold faith, believing that God will remove walls. I don't know for you what wall you want to see fall down. Maybe it's a wall of debt. Maybe it's a wall of addiction that you feel enslaved in. Maybe it's the walls that are separating people from God. I don't know what wall it is, but here's what I know. We will march together. We're going to keep marching together this thing. We're going to march it all the way to completion. And how do we do that? We do it by marching our vision to completion in unity. You know, what's amazing about the crossing of the Jordan River 
and the walls of Jericho is that God didn't just call the leaders to do it, he called the people to do it. And I can tell you for a fact, your elders and your staff and I, we're more committed to this vision than ever. We're gonna keep connecting people to Jesus and each other right here in Brownsburg, in Hendricks County, in central Indiana. Of course, we're always gonna do it right here and also through digital and also with our next generation. We are more committed than ever. We're financially more committed than ever. We're giving our lives to this thing. We wake up every morning believing there's a reward in heaven for all of us who invest everything we've got into the work of God. And I'm so proud of you as a church that we have been marching in unity. We've crossed the Jordan River together. Now keep marching with us around the walls of Jericho. We've done a couple laps and we've got some to go over the course of this next year. Let me tell you a true story about a family in our church. One year ago, when we gave the vision, they said, we've never made a financial commitment to a church before. And here's the thing, their future was entirely uncertain. They knew they'd be changing jobs. They didn't even know what their income would be, but they made a commitment in bold faith. And now they're experiencing God like never before. Take a listen. Um, I remember doing the math on the connection, you know, the, the card and we discussed it and I was like, this is a crazy number, you know, like, and, and at the time there was a lot of uncertainty in my husband's job. I only worked part time then. Um, so we knew at the end of that season, I was going to be leaving racing. Um, so we knew that I was going to be having a career change. We didn't know what the future was going to hold. Um, but we just felt that it was right to make that commitment yeah. and try to stick to it as best we could. Uh, I know, Amy, you had sent me that picture of the brick wall that you guys drew up. And so is each of those bricks uh, a time that you guys make one of your gifts and your commitment? It, each brick rep- represents a certain dollar amount. Yeah. Um, so every every time we give, we just do fill in wow. a brick for... Um, that X amount of dollars. Yeah. I love it. When I got that email from you, that visual, I just love it. Yeah. So it it was, um, it wasn't like we had something lined up. We knew how much I was going to make. It was just, we knew I was going to change careers and we didn't know how much I was going to make, what I would be doing. Yeah. My hours were actually cut at the end of last year as well. Um, so there was a lot of uncertainty, but every month we were able to save a little bit Mm -hmm. more and it's you know we had always heard that when you really fully commit to tithing that that can happen you know you're you become better stewards of your Mm -hmm. your resources and and we really saw that so going into covid we were able to like be a lot more prepared than we Mm -hmm. would have typically been um alex's job was cut in ha- his hours were cut okay. in half. Um, but a couple weeks into the quarantine, I got news from my, my job that I got a promotion and a raise, wow. which in her hours increased. And, yeah. Wow. My hours increased. So my promotion is full time. Wow. Um, and I'm just, just really thrilled. Like wow. it was very unexpected for that to happen during this time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and even right around the same time, she found out that she was going to get a promotion. Um, at my job, they uh, told me that they would be um, 
working me towards a promotion uh, and I should get the promotion at the beginning of June. Um, and we found out today that uh, we're back to full-time hours. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been, uh, it, it, today's been a pretty good day. So. <laughs> you know, Alex and Amy, they're experiencing the power of God in their lives right now because a year ago, they made a commitment. Uh, they didn't just hear a message and say, yeah, we'll do like one little one-time gift. They said, we're gonna commit to trust God like never before. That was their step of bold faith. I wanna invite you today, what's your step of bold faith? Will you choose a bold faith? Some of you, you're just starting this journey with God and you're still figuring out what you believe and your step is to say, I'm not gonna miss a week of church online or others of you, maybe you've been in church for a while, but as you get into your summer routine, we're adding services every Sunday and you can say, my step, I'm not gonna miss a week of church. Others of you, you're gonna join Amy and Alex and me and the elders and so many others. You're gonna make a financial commitment. You can do that by texting the word commit. And after you fill out that form, we're gonna mail you one of these jars. This is my jar, the Dickerson family jar. You'll get one that we put on the wall here with your name on it right next to mine and the others. And you're gonna get one other that is a monument that reminds you. And so as you think about that amount, invite the spirit of God to lead you. I often encourage people, if you've never given consistently to God's work before, start with your Netflix amount or start with your cell phone payment or maybe your car payment and say, you know what? God means as much to me as my car or my phone or Netflix. Start there if you're just getting started or pray and maybe say, God, is it a percentage of income? Especially those of you who you might not know what your income is in the next year. You might just say, well, God, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm committing that 3% or 5% or maybe you join Amy and Alex and you say 10%, we're gonna actually tithe and trust that if we give back to God the 10%, he'll bless the other 90 just like you heard in their lives or maybe the spirit of God is leading you to go over and above. Maybe there's a boat or some property or something that you're not even using and the spirit of God says, hey, I want you to do something dramatic. Choose a bold faith. Here's what I know. In the next year, God's gonna do miracles just like he did in this last year. When that happens, I want you to be right there with me. I want all of us to be covered in dust because we were so close to the walls that fell down. We're gonna march together. We're gonna march to completion. Take your step today. And right now you can text the word commit to take that step. Invite the spirit of God to lead you. And I'm going to pray right now that he speaks to you. Father, every one of us, we are on a journey with you and you're calling us into places we've never been. And for some, the step is marriage counseling. For some, the step is to join an addiction support group. For some, the step is to say, I'll be in church every weekend, church online. Lord, others of us, the step is a financial, maybe it's a financial increase or to begin at a Netflix amount or some amount of saying, I prioritize the work of God in my life. Lord, because we believe in you, we want to experience you and we choose to experience you by expressing a bold faith. Lord, we do this not out of fear or shame, but out of love. And where our legs are trembling, Lord, help us across the rivers. Help us to step into the waters. Help us to believe that you're alive and working and that you reward those who seek you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.